My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. Perhaps we have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Well, welcome back to Conservative Daily Podcast. And one of my favorite people in the world is here with us, Ash Epp, otherwise known as Ash in America. How you doing, Ash? I'm good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Between you and Apollo, I don't know who looks like more they're in a rendition space. You with the white, but you actually have a flag back there. All right. So <laughs> I have to tell you what actually happened. I had my green screen. Up now you're good. You're and, good. and Zach wigged out. Hey, really? <laughs> and couldn't we couldn't frame it. Well, it's 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 kind of a pain in the ass. It's a circle pop up one. I'm gonna have my boys paint the wall, but um he wait so I had to so this is my this is my super fast decorating ability. I put my second amendment thing up. Well, I gotta tell you, um we have a guest with us. So yeah, I don't need your green screen. Yeah. And by the way, change my flag. I want to change my flag. Change my flag. We're gonna put our the flag out for the American flag upside down. But we uh, are, I don't, he doesn't need any introduction. Let's go ahead and bring Chris Paul. Chris, welcome to the show. Well, hey guys, it's great to see you. It's great to see you. I like Ash's Welcome room. back. Very well appointed. Yeah. We, 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 <laughs> yeah, we, it's, it looks like a cell and I have the second amendment written up in the, in the back there. <laughs> That's what I have looked, in my cell. Sorry, go ahead. It looks like the back <laughs> office of a, uh, a retail store that's going out of business in a strip mall. Feels about right. <laughs> yeah, that feels about right. You know, the the Second Amendment, I think, is hanging in, in one form or another in every room in my house. So, to be well, committed. Yeah. Well, I, well, I live in a frat house. There's there's four Y chromes in my home. So you get, you know, I'm, I'm outnumbered and uh, surrounded by guns. So it's fine. <laughs> At least you're safe. Exactly. Well, we are in the midst of uh, what it could be only described as not a, I don't know what, what you'd call what's happening in Washington right now. There's a meltdown happening, but we already know what the outcome's going to, I know what the outcome's going to be. I know Debbie Downer, Joe, but Chris, have you, have you been following what's happening? Well, yeah, but wait, I want to know what the outcome's going to be. You think it's just going to be McCarthy? Yep. We lose him. We lose everybody. We lost Ash too. All right. Well, hopefully they pop right back in on us. Uh, 
you can't make this stuff up. Chris was just about to ask me about McCarthy. I think he was going to probably give me a hard time and tell me, come on, Joe, don't be Debbie Downer. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. I'm just trying to, you know, I got this education over the last two years. I want to, I want to thank the powers to be for what I call the political education. It has not been fun, um, but it has been at the same time. I think that this is all for show and sooner or later they're going to wear themselves down and then you're going to see Kevin McCarthy become the Speaker of the House. He, he moved into the Speaker of the House office, which by the way is pretty baller move. You have to admit that's kind of a baller move. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm the Speaker. I'm going to move in. Didn't have, I don't know if there's any sort of like handshake that you have to have or to get the keys, but it sounds, it sounds like he already got access to the keys. Can you imagine having to evict him after the fact? Uh, it looks like we're frozen everywhere. Are we frozen everywhere? I think we are frozen everywhere. So how is are we going to get back up? What's going on? VMix is still running. Um, all right, Ash is back. All right, so let's bring Ash back in. What happened? So can you? Ash is going to be pissed. She froze with a face like that. <laughs> Did we get Chris back yet? It feels it just feels right. It feels like that's can that's you guys hear it says live stream is ended. Zach, what is going on, brother? Uh, it says well, we have Chris now. Okay, but the live stream is ended. You're not live anywhere. Oh my gosh. It's it it says streaming yeah. on, on restream on all the platforms. It it is not. Yeah, we're back. Yes, we're back. Keeps freezing. We're back. Are we back? Let, okay, let me, we can hear you. No, 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 don't touch us. anything. Don't touch anything. We're we're good. You're back on. I didn't Brian. do anything. <laughs> I'm so glad. I don't know what happened. I don't either. All right. Well, <laughs> the good part about all that is Zach is talking. Let's bring Chris back in. All right. Oh boy. I didn't touch right. a damn thing. I was excited. I think the force is that B didn't want to hear Joe tell us what the outcome is going to be. <laughs> they're they're like, please don't. Interesting timing. Well, uh, I I have to tell you that I think that this is all for show. Oh, I agree. And I think that Kevin McCarthy is going to be sworn in as the Speaker of the House. Hmm. Well, that'll be interesting. And... That would be Trump's choice, ostensibly, you know. Um, there are a lot of wild scenarios out there. I think that they're all interesting, by the way. And whenever I hear wild scenarios, I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad I'm considering that if this is within the realm of the possible because we learn better how the system works. Some people get so upset when they hear, like, some of these outside-the-box theories. They're like, well, that's not going to happen. Why are you spreading this misinformation? Sounding like leftists and stuff. Like, just let people state their ideas and then think about them. I want to know what's possible. Show me a possible idea. If it's better than all the other ideas, well, that's the one I want. And that's the one that we should work toward. Well, I don't, I don't know for a fact that that's what's going to happen. But if I was a betting man, and I am, then that's what's going to happen. It's certainly the more um, conservative choice in the sense of like, you know, being a conservative gambler. <laughs> well, well, I didn't even mean to make a joke about that, but you know what I mean. It's, I, I get it. I'm trying to figure out if that's a good thing that I'm a conservative gambler yeah, or yeah. a bad thing. Like, good thing, bad thing. I'm sure you're not a conservative gambler at other times you're gambling. I'm not. 
I'm not at all. Self-reliance, independence, control over our own lives. These are the things we talk about a lot here at Conservative Daily. That's why we want to talk to you about Air Medicare Network's Fly You Home. It's the best way we know to keep control of your medical care should you find yourself hospitalized far from home. A Fly You Home membership gives you the option to be transported from that faraway hospital to one close to home so you can recover near friends, family, and your own doctor. And Fly You Home takes care of absolutely everything from Hospital A to Hospital B at no extra charge. Membership is amazingly affordable. $159 a year covers everyone in your home. We've arranged for our listeners to get up to a $100 e-gift card with a new membership. Just use code CONSERVATIVE, C-O-N-S-E-R-V-A-T-I-V-E. Be sure you're the one making decisions about your health and healing. Go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash conservative today. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash conservative. Use code conservative, C-O-N-S-E-R-V-A-T-I-V-E. But what do you think is going to happen? So, Sorry. so can Go we ahead. set this, can we set the stage for the audience? So the, the speaker vote today, Kevin McCarthy was in December nominated sort of, you know, in the pre-nomination to be the choice. Lots of people came out and said, we're never, ever going to vote for him. They're, they need to have five, at least five dissenting, dissenting votes for him to not gain the 218 that he needs. So they had a first round. There were 19 dissenting votes that um, went across multiple candidates. Andy Big got the, Biggs got the most. Uh, Jim Jordan was um, in there. I don't know if he was second most or or what. But then in the second round, so they had to move to a second round because Kevin McCarthy only got 203 votes. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries, all of the Democrats are united behind him. He gets 212 consistently across the three rounds of votes. And so that, that took place today. Second round, same 19 dissenting votes, but all of them are consolidated behind Jim Jordan. And then same numbers, uh, 203 for McCarthy, 212 for for Jeffries. And then in the third round, Jordan picks up a vote and has 20. So you have 202 for McCarthy, two, the, the same 212 for Jeffries and 20 for Jim Jordan, they then moved to adjourn and by unanimous consent adjourned until noon tomorrow, where it is expected that they will conduct a fourth round of voting. Now, what's really important to know is that Jim Jordan has has not voted for Jim Jordan. He he nominated McCarthy and he's voted consistently for McCarthy in all three of the rounds. So just wanted to set that landscape because it was, yeah, I was monitoring this while Joe, you were on the show this morning and it, you know, it just ended a, about an hour ago. So lots condensed into that. So anyway, carry on. Well, what do you think, Chris? I mean, um, well, I mean, my first answer is that I agree with you to a large extent about this just being for show. Um, I guess I don't know what the outcome is going to be. There are some like more unlikely options that I think are still possible. And I would love to see one of those unlikely options happen. I think that it's probably just going to end up being McCarthy. Mike Davis on War Room this morning thought it would be Steve Scalise that at the end of the process, people will line up behind Scalise and vote for him. Um, 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. What I'm interested in, you know, Ash was just talking about that pre-vote that they had during the last Congress about who should be the nominee. And then we also know, of course, that it hasn't gone past the first round in like 100 years, which means that whatever parties come in with the majority, the people have the people in that party who were in the prior Congress have decided who the next speaker is going to be without the input of the new incoming freshman congressman. And so I don't like anything about that process. I'm happy that this is going this way. Some of my friends are like, this is the, you know, a Republican disaster. They're shooting themselves in the foot. Like, why are they so prone to doing this? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about right now. I mean, especially not after what we've witnessed for the last two years. And I'm talking about, you know, some friends who are very, very on top of all this stuff and who I agree with 98% of the time. Um, I don't get why this would stress anyone out or upset anyone. You know, none of the options are like fantastic unless Trump becomes speaker. And then that's only fantastic in certain ways. He's not going to end up getting Joe Biden impeached. The Senate is not going to impeach Joe Biden unless, I mean, I guess there's an unless and the unless would be if the information coming out on, uh, you know, five different verticals of Joe Biden's awfulness made Joe Biden totally untenable as president and both sides actually did want him out. But then you wouldn't need Trump to be the one doing that, right? So the idea that Trump's going to go through uh, Biden and then Harris, and it's just those two without any time for Harris to move into president and then nominate another vice president, which, by the way, would have to be confirmed by the Senate, which would be in a totally strange situation at that point. But Trump's not going to ascend to the presidency that way. And that's not the right way for him to ascend in the first place. He won his election. He's the duly elected president right now, whether or not the public recognizes him that way. He should be put it back into that office through whatever process necessary that recognizes he won in 2020. Ash, are you frozen? You're not frozen. <laughs> you look Just like you're frozen. Well. I'm responding to you in Slack. Uh, uh, we have the Gates video. I, I, did, I couldn't find the isolated Jordan one, so Zach will have to look for that. But, but Chris, I agree. I like that it's going this way. I think yeah. that the the rejection of politics as usual is reflective of where the people are. And it's a shame that it's only 20 votes by round three. I think it'll be more by tomorrow if they all come back tomorrow and you know, in the fourth round, they can't make it four rounds uh, and just vote, you know, vote for McCarthy. I'll be I'll be disappointed. Um, but the record is 133 rounds in 1855 and 1856. So uh, there's there's definitely a precedent to keep pushing until they can find someone that um, that the people agree on, because let's not forget that Kevin McCarthy took F, you know, had, was one of the second largest recipients of FTX campaign and Bankman free campaign donations, right? Where's the justice for that? He pled not guilty yesterday or the day before when he was in court, right? Um, and it's, you know, that's all theater as well. It's all theater and it's frustrating. But I did, um, I did tweet earlier because I, I can still tweet. I didn't, I, I, I'm not banned. I still have my Twitter. Both of you, both of you are banned now. Um, uh, I have a new Twitter account, but, uh, but are you banned? Chris, are you banned? Uh, I'm, I'm temporarily locked out. I could delete tweets, oh. 
and be back on, but I'm trying to make them just uh, remove the suspension on appeal so that I don't have to do that. So I'm just, you know, taking a little time out, which is okay because I had a big day on Sunday. <laughs> so, so I got to tell you, I, I, I set up a new account. You're not supposed to be able to set up a new account if you're under banned suspension. I've talked about mm-hmm. the banned suspension. I got banned for eight hours for saying, well, hello. <laughs> I said, I seriously got kicked off for 12 hours for saying, well, hello. For band invasion? For ban- well, they didn't say it was for band invasion. So then I went through and I was told by someone at Twitter, I'm not going to remain nameless, that I just needed to block all the people associated with this one account. So I did. I took the time to block 630 people on the account. Like everyone that they were following? Kind everyone of that they were following. I literally blocked every single one of them. And I haven't had a problem since. But so what they do is they do these, it's like swatting. They come in and they swat you and they get mm. 400 people to, to go mm. after that particular tweet. And then they use this. Uh, AI, it's actually machine learning, not AI, that shows them that, hey, that you need to get rid of this particular account, that this is uh, this is harmful content, that it's that's hateful content. So I- That's really it. But here's the thing that is more interesting. I don't think that, that Elon is in full control of Twitter still. I think that there oh, are wow. not only backdoors, but there are systems that are being implemented. And uh, so, you know, this is just another one of those reasons I'm just, hey, I mean, I'm banned. I'm like on- Shadow Island, but right now I have a small account with 75 or 80 people following me and I'm just kind of trolling people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of nice for me to not be on that platform because it's too much, uh, fun and, uh, I'm not productive <laughs> on those days except with that. And sometimes I'll try to be like, well, you know, Slaying communists on Twitter in the information war, that's also productive. <laughs> it's not really it, like my it goal is. in my thing. It's a well, mission field, yeah. I think. I view Twitter as a mission field. You I think know, of it as I, a I mean, target I, environment. Yeah, we have well, we, we have so many platforms now. It's platform a palooza out there with, you know, getter gab. Uh, Twitter, Truth, Telegram, CloudHub, all the Mike Lindell has Frank Social. There's, there's so many platforms, but there's really only one or two, right? Twitter, Facebook, where you can talk to people that aren't in the 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 conservative echo chamber, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing I miss the most about leaving corporate America is that I I don't talk to as many people that. Um, you know, don't, don't think like me. It's, it's not a good place when you're in an echo chamber surrounded by people that only think like you. And there's now that on Twitter, people are allowed to hear truth that they, that was previously, you know, kept out of their safe space. We're at a really good moment. I don't, I I don't have confidence that it's going to last very long. Like you're both, you know, suspended or dinged for just speaking truth, but we're at this really interesting moment in, in Twitter that I think, Um, I think everybody should be in there speaking the truth while we can. Yeah, I think that I'm basically going there to do like a reality intervention on legacy blue checks. That's basically what I'm trying to do is like say all the things that no one has said to them for the last two or three years. You know, they they are really clueless. I mean, it's incredible. I think we might have talked about it a little bit last time, Joe, but 
I, I'm really focused on this idea that these people, you know, the censorship doesn't only censor us, it blocks them from being able to hear, um, you know, the counter narrative. And after two or three years of them not hearing any of that, they don't know anything except for the central narrative. And they think that all of this, all these ideas from the outside, because they've never caught on on Twitter, they think that the ideas don't really matter. They really are fringe ideas that no one really believes and that no one really believes them because they're not true. The reason you don't see those ideas and that you think no one believes them is because they don't appear on Twitter because Twitter's been censored. And so all of these people who imagine themselves like very serious intellectuals don't know anything. They haven't had to defend their views. They haven't had to consider counterpoints. So there's just it, like Twitter is like an, emo, uh, an intellectual wasteland. Well, and we talk about Twitter, you, you know, you say intellectual wasteland, and yet they say that somewhere along the line, the intelligent people who have been telling the truth for the last two years that were Neanderthals. <laughs> it, it's completely opposite world. I wake up and yes. I go, what is happening here? Well, well we and that we weren't right. We weren't, we weren't right. We were just lucky, right? We were, we, oh. all the things that we for the past two years have come true. I, I, I prefer what you said. I, I think you referred to it as intellectual kids table as well. I, mm -hmm. I prefer that to wasteland because they're all just kind of waking up right now to, oh my gosh, the government might be bad. And it's like, you guys are useless to us. Why are we listening to you? Well, yeah, they've sat at the kids table for the last couple of years and they know that if they talk about the wrong things, they can get in trouble. And they don't want to get in trouble, so they only talk about the things they're allowed to talk about. It's genuinely like a kid's table. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's unfortunate over there. They're in this very confined information environment, and nothing from the outside gets in. And they all think that they are the intellectual elites in our culture, and you can't be an intellectual elite when you haven't dealt with like the present state of things for three years. They really are behind on an informational timeline. Like if you're just figuring out that the vaccine might cause heart problems and reproductive problems and that it kills people and that you get more COVID after taking it, like if they're just hearing that stuff for the first time right now. These are things that we knew almost two years ago or two years ago or over some of us. And think about what the effect of that is, right? Like we were able to make the decision about whether or not we want to get the injection and uh, whether or not it's worth losing our job to avoid it. We were able to think about that with full information. They had all that information censored from them once they got injected, then they've been avoiding that information forever. And here we find ourselves, you know, and this is coming to, uh, this is going to make a big impact in culture with what happened last night. You know, that player from the Bills, uh, DeMar Hamlin, DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. during Monday night football. And immediately we are told that conversation about how this could be connected to the vaccine is totally disallowed. And it's disrespectful yep. to the player and his family and to, I guess, all of the vaccinated. And they're like, how can you try to politicize this? How can you make this about this? And it's like, well, wait a second. How can you tell us we're not allowed to talk about this thing that is almost definitely connected? You know, that's making it political. 
You're saying we can't discuss reality because you're concerned about the political outcome of it. Now, I'm not sure that the vaccine is what led to his death, but I'd say there's a pretty good likelihood it was involved. Well, yeah, I, so I, I saw that happen live again, Fred House. So there's always sports on in my house. And when mm -hmm. Monday Night Football was on, he was down for about 10 minutes. Um, they immediately stopped showing the hit. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, there, you know, there was a lot of speculation that he wasn't going to make it. And so they, they wouldn't show it, uh, you know, instinctively as the conspiracy theorist that I am. I went out and grabbed it and saved it. And I've mm -hmm. watched it like 50 times and it looks like a normal tackle. Right. Last yeah. night, if you said it wasn't a bad hit and it looked like a normal tackle on Twitter, you were called you were you were yelled at for politicizing it. Right. Just just for that alone. Um, weren't allowed to talk about it. There was a doctor, I think that the, uh, there was a, definitely a doctor or not. I think I can't remember what his name was talking about how it looked like a cardiac arrest. Right. The way that maybe he took the hit in the in the chest hit, you know, hit something triggered. But the, his reaction, it looked like a cardiac arrest. So much hate in his comments, because how could you say this was a cardiac arrest? Obviously, there's ESPN, all the major networks. This was a terrible hit. It was a really that was one of the worst hits that I've ever seen is what we heard. It, it wasn't. And I think, Zach, I think you have it. You could, um, But it, it looks like it just looks like a routine tackle. Um, but he was yeah, down. He got CPR on the field and and he, um, you know, he was taken away by by ambulance. Now, today, the, the, the news coverage, it's totally fine to say that he suffered a cardiac arrest. Okay, so can I tell you something? Um, do you want me to play it real quick just so people can see it? Yeah, so let, let's go ahead and play it. And then I, I want to respond to you guys because I have lots of friends that played in the NFL mm -hmm. and are still playing or coaching in the NFL. And we've been having discussions about this. I mean, one, one of my friends, uh, Bino, is, is, a, is the players coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. So we've been talking about this and as it relates to the vaccine, go ahead and watch this and then I'll tell you what their reactions were. So he, he makes a tackle and then he, yep. it'll show hands the replay. <clears throat> right here. See the hands go down? So he, he makes a normal tackle, gets hit in the chest. Yeah. He did not get hit in the chest. He got hit almost in the, the, the helmet and the top of the neck. But he stands up, celebrates, and then nothing. Out. Yeah. And his heart stopped. He required CPR. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. Yeah, Robert Griffin III, who was um, a very, uh, uh, yeah, I think he was like, was he the first pick in the draft in his year? But he was a quarterback, running quarterback, who didn't last very long in the NFL. He didn't really have much of an NFL. Did career. you see his ankles? They were like, they were like this thick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I missed his ankle. But uh, last night, he was like that. Last night he tweeted out that uh, that people shouldn't be uh, posting video of the hit on social media because it's like insensitive to do it. And I just can't stand, man, when people are like, don't share information. And you got to think that that came down from the top somewhere. Somebody else posted today, uh, a sports reporter. I can look it up where, where he was uh, reporting from. But that the NFL sent a memo to all the players and coaches and told them not to discuss this issue at all on social media. That is crazy.
a total speech lockdown on everybody involved in the corporation. Are you ready? None of the players are allowed to talk about it at all. If they talk about it, it's an automatic suspension. And this reminds me, by the way, of the, and again, I don't know if that's every, every team. And I have not talked to Bino, so I just want to put it out there. I have not talked to him uh, about this, but I have talked to others. The coach, I was on a, a space with a bunch of players listening mm-hmm. in to talk. It was a Twitter space. And they said on the Twitter space, hey, I got my vaccine. Did you get your vaccine? Everyone is talking about it. Every one of the athletes is talking about it. Every single one. And Good. the tests that he's undergoing right now are tests related to the size of his heart, EKGs to make sure. And they said all of his vitals return to normal. That's not true either. Right. So there's a bunch of stuff that we're being told that is just a lie. It's just a lie. It's not even true. And yet these guys were forced to get vaccines and they're all talking about it. They're all talking about the fact that these people are, are murdering our brothers. Their words, not mine. How often do I they mean, suspend a, a football game, an NFL football game? I don't remember. I, they have it. Happened. Yeah. 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 Um, Gigi Ping. You know, <laughs> It's it's good that they are uh, discussing the vaccine, but the idea that you can simply go and blame that on the owners, I don't think is uh, is accurate or fair. Like, I want to be sensitive to people <clears throat> who were coerced into getting the vaccine. I know that there are a lot of people out there who got put in what they felt was like was a lose lose situation. Yeah. They either did something that they didn't want to do, or they definitely would lose yeah. their job. But that choice wasn't really the choice. And, you know, at some point you actually have to choose that your life and your health are more important than your job and that you're willing to go do something else if that's what if that's what it takes. You know, if all those NFL players had stood up the way Aaron Rodgers did, you know, if the NBA players had stood up the way Kyrie Irving did, then the policy wouldn't be in place, man. They went along with it. And I understand why they went along with it because, you know, it's... Uh, it's a lot of money and they have contracts their dream. This is what they've tried for their entire lives, but they went after Kyrie Irving right afterwards and got endorsements taken down because he supported a film. They went after, and and, and by the way, the film, they encapsulated the film into one statement that Kyrie Mm -hmm. didn't, he didn't say, he just said, look, if I can't share something, what kind of world are we in? So he didn't double down on maybe some of the controversial content. He doubled down on the fact that, hey, we're having a discussion. We're not allowed to have a discussion now. You're going to take away all my sponsorships as a result. You're going to suspend me for this. And then look what they did to Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Same thing. He didn't go along with the narrative, so they suspended him, and they took away away endorsements as a result of it. They said that Kyrie couldn't play home games because New York would stick to their vaccine requirements. But then they really went after him when it came down to him posting a, sure. a video, right? I mean, it's it, it's as if we live in the in the CCP right now. You're not allowed to have any sort of thought outside of what they tell you you're supposed to think, and that that is a scary, dangerous place to be. Yeah, I, I just I think that the one in the one defense of the the people who did take the vax, right, and and it's it's hard to find a defense but it wasn't informed consent they, they were to every single front it was hammered in pop culture it was 
in your workplace, it was in your kid's school, it was in your local book club, right? And, and you know, we say courage is contagious, but it's, it's not a super spreader because most people fold under even a little bit of pressure. And that was a whole of society pressure campaign coming down on, you know, I mean, well done to the, to the people who decide, you know, who put up, you know, who, who withstood that level of pressure. And um, yeah, you know, I, I, it's not an excuse. I don't think it, it, it excuses, especially if they participated then went on and as NFL players participated in convincing other people to take it. The other thing is mm -hmm. they're still pushing these vaccines. Right. I mean, this is yeah. this is still policy is to push push these vaccines. Well, they just had um, Franco Harris. Uh, he died just before Christmas. I think it was, you know, the 23rd, maybe or 22nd. And they had a huge yep. thing for him in Pittsburgh during the game about how great Franco Harris was. And Franco Harris was certainly great. But he was also out there with another former Steeler great Mel Blunt advertising the vaccine specifically to the black yeah. community, you know, and the, the, the fact that they're pushing this stuff forward and, you know, you look at NFL games, all the commercials are Pfizer or their other kind of woke initiatives, but you just got pharma commercial after pharma commercial after pharma commercial. You think about what last night did and that upsets their process on multiple levels. That upsets the, uh, the media stranglehold on the vaccine narrative. It upsets the NFL's entire season and their vaccine narrative. It crushes the pharma companies. Who's gonna wanna who's gonna wanna watch an NFL game this weekend and see uh vaccine commercial after vaccine commercial? That's gonna become pretty obvious. And you know, the NFL had their media figures out last night, you know, the game announcers and then the people in the studio for the halftime show, they were responding to this. They had virtually nothing to say, obviously didn't mention any uh, potential of the vaccine being involved at all. It's like this massive cover-up operation. What are they going to say? There's no good options about how this can go. The announcers basically made it a moral thing. This game has to be stopped because of the feelings these players must be experiencing, right? They, they talked the nation into agreeing that this game should be ended. And so if you're going to accept all those arguments, well, how do you start new games then at that point? You know, you just pretend, oh, I, everything's just fine. So, yeah, we, we all thought, because we were watching it roll out live on, you know, live on the air, we all thought he was dead because it was so unprecedented that they would stop the game when you looked at the players, his teammates, and even the Bengals players, their faces and the, just the, the shock, the tears, the horror that was in their faces. We thought this guy just died on, on TV and they're, you know, <laughs> you can't, you, well, you can't see the hit. You can't talk about uh, cardiac arrest. You can't, you know, all of a sudden, mm -hmm. It, it's weird, well, the, and they did talk the nation into into the fact that the right thing to do is to end this can't is to end this game. That was a campaign like that, and yep. widespread and, and and done. You know, science is settled, discussion over. We have to stop the game. Unprecedented uh, happened real fast. Yeah, you're talking about multiple multi-billion-dollar corporations or even industries, basically. Um, 
having to get on the same page about an extremely complex public relations topic, right? They're trying to create the narrative that is going to get them all through this clean. That narrative doesn't exist, so this is going to blow up in their faces. Well, you know, they you remember the movie that they had to the movie Concussion with Will, um, what was it, Will Smith, was it? Yeah, Will Smith? Will Smith. Yeah, I didn't watch that movie. And th- this is... And CTEs are very, very, very common among those people that played sports, soccer, football. I mean, it's not, it's any sport really where you have any chances of having any sort of, of uh, collisions. But this reminds me of the type of things that they did during the investigations into CTEs, the, the hide everything, you can't speak about everything. That wasn't as prevalent to have social media back then, or at least the power of social media back then. But the outcome is still the same. The outcome is still, we're going to control speech. We're going to control what the narrative is. And, and frankly, I think this is a red pill moment for everyone out there that watches the sport and doesn't watch the sport because they're watching in real time as we're starting to get to that conclusion that this is a corporatocracy, that, that they've taken over and infected our, our country. And now they're trying to force us to, you know, to swallow what they want us to swallow and, and or persecute us if we don't. Yeah. I mean, it's very sad, you know, the way they were administering treatment on the field, I believe that they tried to like resuscitate him, right? Yeah. If that's the case, then you can imagine that the players on the field heard this guy doesn't have a pulse. And so, you know, well, they intimated the reaction. They they intimated him on the on the field before the ambulance got there. Mm -hmm. Right. So they they had him hooked up to a Hey. Just in case anyone's curious, he took a, a hit to the chest-ish area with his helmet. And initially, that's why they said he had cardiac failure. But he stood up after the tackle, yeah. stood up, and then collapsed. So it was not a hit to the chest that caused cardiac failure because he stood up and was active, and then his heart stopped. Well, I mean, technically, I mean, if you want to know the truth, that could actually happen. I have a, I have a friend of mine who was a bullfighter or a bull rider, and the bull stepped on his chest. He stood up, fell over, and he bled out in that five seconds between standing up and whatever. Wow. So it can happen. Yeah. I mean that, but you know, that hit does seem pretty normal like that. Very normal. I think T Higgins, he lowered his shoulder and tried to drive uh, Hamlin back. And yeah, there you go. It'll show. Um, yeah. I so mean, he, he brings the tack. So he take brings him down. That's right not, there. that's on yeah. his shoulder. That's not a, in the chest. Yeah. So that's what they were saying. He stands up, he's getting ready to cheer and then nope. Yeah. Wow. So he's well, reported as in critical, as in critical condition. I heard that he was intubated when he got to the hospital, but I, I, I wasn't following the medical stuff as much as I was following the narrative around this story um, last night. I, I think it's really fascinating how they can take control of the narrative. They can take control of the narrative and, uh, you know, very quickly we have to, uh, in an unprecedented fashion, as, as Chris was saying, multiple corporations and industries in, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and a half, coming together around a central narrative is uh it's it, it's a pretty um impressive view of collaboration well he's not in icu anymore he is out just so we're clear 
he's out. His okay. vitals return to normal. So he is not he is not still in a state of of risk. But I think that they're just trying to figure out what what caused it, and they're trying to squirrel around the <laughs> vaccine. I don't know how you do that, but they're going to try yeah. to do it. The unfortunate thing is that there's you know unless the man gets up and walks out of the hospital on his own accord, there's going to be no reason to believe anything that we hear about this story for the rest of it until we hear something from an insider or a whistleblower who will actually take a risk to tell the truth, you know? Well, let's, let's pivot. Can we, I mean, that's unfortunate. And I know we were talking about that, but I think one of the other things that we have dropping is the, the little birdie files. Ah, I didn't see today's yet. <laughs> Are you ready? It's, uh, the top, yeah. The topic is how the intelligence community was able to infiltrate Twitter. Um, I think it's interesting because Taibi announced this morning that there were going to be two Twitter files dropped today, and I noticed in myself that my level of excitement for this is significantly less than it once was. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And that I was I was much more interested in the play by play of what was happening in the speaker vote. And I know that that's theater, but I still find it entertaining. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I, I skimmed it. We 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 have some some stuff. Apollo really dug into that while I was looking at the speaker vote stuff today. So we can we can go through it. But I notice that. I mean, how long is this uh, this tactic? that they're using with the Twitter files going to cap- capture the attention. And real quick, guys, want to remind you of another one of our sponsors. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I'm tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can hold gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word DAILY, D-A-I-L-Y, to 989-898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting DAILY, D-A-I-L-Y, to the number 989-898. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. Secure your future with gold. Start today with your free info kit. There are zero obligations to make this request. Just text DAILY, D-A-I-L-Y, to 989-898. Again, that's 989-898. Yeah, that's a great question. I'm um, obviously going to read through it and see what's there. What I've found is that it's actually better to read Mike Benz's responses to the Twitter files than the Twitter files themselves. Um, Ultimately, if that's Taibbi's topic, we're not going to get a uh, very interesting story about how the intelligence community infiltrated Twitter because, of course, the intelligence community has always been inside it. 
you know? So we're going to get some story about when they first asked for access or something. That's going to be pointless. Um, in yeah. terms of just the rollout and the release, you know, the first one that they did, Taibi was putting up one post and then a couple minutes later, another post. And you were like kind of hanging on. What's this going to be? Um, and every couple of minutes, there was something new that you could think about and discuss. Like each little packet of information was like worth it. And now we're just getting, oh, this is the drop. You can read these 30 or 40 tweets. And then uh, now you know everything, you know, but we don't know everything. We don't yeah. know um, most of the important stuff. And the reaction from, uh, you know, the intellectual dark web types, all the very serious intellectuals on Twitter, the Scott Adamses and Brett Weinsteins of the world, they're like, well, when are we going to find out how specifically my account was shadow banned? It's like, dude, you didn't even lose your platform. Who the hell cares about your degree of yeah. shadow ban? You know, that is such a low level priority in terms of what we could find out about the rampant illegality that was facilitated by Twitter. Hey, how about start showing us who was involved in the cover-up of the child pornography and the child trafficking that was facilitated through Twitter? I want to hear about that stuff. Why don't you show us the communications from Twitter executives about the actual fact-checking of the vaccine or of the uh, election information? We're getting fact checks on like broad stroke narratives that have already been hashed out in the public conversation. Oh, they did the thing we knew they already did. So amazing. You know, to me, it's a limited hangout so far. And I want that not to be true, but I don't see any reason not to believe it. And there's no trend right now that suggests that it will be otherwise. Elon might have opened that platform up a little bit to the point where people are allowed to say other things. But when I was let back on there, it was before Elon took over and I was saying whatever I wanted, stuff that you're not allowed to say on there and nothing yeah. was happening, you know? So I'm not even sure Elon has changed anything. It was just like one night, all of Twitter announced everything's different now. So, but, but, but yeah. And yeah, go ahead. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So one, the, the, so my wish list for the Twitter mm -hmm. files is I want the local files. I want the, the, the especially so particularly around election suppression and, and banning and actioning of counts accounts. We know from Missouri versus Louisiana, not from a Twitter files drop, but from the discovery that was made public from Missouri mm -hmm. versus Louisiana, that Katie Hobbs was directing censorship activities. I think we get to, um, we, we will more quickly get to the ability to show where our officials have violated our rights and the ability to show damages if we look at this locally. In uh, Colorado, it's the SOS rescue team, Trevor Timmons. They are, their whole job, this team is focusing on social media and controlling the narrative about the state of Colorado and about Secretary Griswold. But I think we'll have. Uh, We're losing you. Uh, Were you there? Yeah, you're just breaking. Up. Breaking. There we go. There. Okay, am I back? Sorry, my phone tried to connect to my headset. Um, 
I want to see the local files because that's where we're going to have, we the people are going to have actionable information that we can hold our local officials accountable for what we've now seen through the Twitter files is a broad phenomenon that impacts every single one of us in every single federal, state, and local uh, capacity. So, so I yeah. want if I can point this out, Chris, you put this, this uh, tweet up and I want to read this to everyone. I thought this was um, telling this is the last tweet you did or not a tweet. This is one that you had pinned back from October ah. and it says, Nope, that's the wrong one. That's me. <laughs> that, and we'll talk like, about whoa, me in a minute. Uh, you I put this, you said, good. Twitter is the intellectual kids table. There are, yeah, yeah, yeah. there are things no one is allowed to say and everyone just accepts it and adjusts because they're afraid of getting in trouble. So no one has to admit how shameful that is. They ignore it and pretend to have adult conversations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's small children on that side. And, you know, what we're dealing with ultimately is people with children's brains. They were emotionally stunted, probably in their childhood, and they have not been able to um, attach to reality since then. I'm actually, like, writing a, a long thing about this. Um, you know, you can actually improve your life immeasurably by trying to connect with reality in the present and trying to, um, you know, I, I think when we have these traumatic moments, we get detached from reality along a certain, um, along a certain line, right? And part of us just continues on, but the part that was affected by that trauma that detached us, that part stays back there in the past. And if you have this happen across the board and you continue to rely on your past understanding as the rest of you moves forward, you're going to be stuck in an informational past about a bunch of things. So, you know, this psychological operation that's been waged on the American public for the last, you know, six decades continues leaving people stuck in the past uh, across a wide variety of issues, right? Like my parents' generation, the baby boom generation, they don't know what happened to John F. Kennedy, right? Their president got uh, assassinated on national television until about a week and a half ago. No one could say for sure that it was the CIA that did it that the CIA killed, assassinated an American president to put a new regime in place. They just had to live in denial about that the entire time. And so you go through those uh, issues like that, through your emotional life, through your relationship life, through your political life, you end up getting stuck in the past. You're only dealing with past information. And that's what Twitter is. They really, in some sense, have children's brains. And you watch them acting out as children all the time. They're incredibly emotional in their response. They only respond to emotional incentives and punishments. That's the only thing that can make them change their mind, which is why I treat them the way I treat them, right? Like, I'm, it's, I will have disagreements in polite ways with people who I know are actually uh, dealing with reality. But if somebody's going to have an argument with me about masks, there's no argument there to be had. It's only mocking, right? Because they are acting like children. They're holding on to the childish belief that putting a little piece of cloth in front of their face is not only going to save them, but it's going to save everybody else. All they're doing is showing that they are on their best behavior. And that is like one of their main goals. Everything becomes a public display. And we could even see it in the, uh, in the uh, speaker hearings today. You know, the Democratic representatives are rising up and saying, I'm voting for my bad, brilliant brother from Brooklyn. Like, I'm voting for the only person who's going to fight against white supremacy. And then what is his name? Al Green in Texas. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I am here 
speaking for the slaves who built the White House and voting for King Jeffries. What? You don't know any slaves, dude. I mean, we're just we're, these are children just displaying their childishness for everybody. Well, they, they don't me, seem to. And, and, but, but a lot of that, Chris, let's, let's be, let's now be captain obvious, right? There are people that do not have to be, there are people that don't need notice in order to survive in society that don't need notice in order to be, to have success and to build things and to, you know, to work hard and accumulate and lead from the front. They just don't, they don't need the notice, but a vast majority of Americans and people around the world feel like they're invisible. So what Twitter allows them to do and where these platforms allow them to do is act like children, but in large part, they don't feel like anyone would notice them if they didn't speak on that status quo. If they stepped away from that and talked the truth, they would be shunned. They'd be right back in the little bubble of being irrelevant or being invisible. And I, I look, I, I personally, I feel bad for a person that has to live their life that way, but I, I believe that 95% of people out there have to live their life that way. Well, the other thing is, you know, we've been conditioned into believing that we are all required to have opinions about everything, right? And so then what are we basing those opinions on? It certainly can't be information because we don't have enough information to do that. And so instead we're given um, from like the authoritative source uh, that just hands everything out top down through the media, we are given the the right position that we have to support in order to be a good person. And so then what we have is everybody just deciding, well, I'm a good person. I have to repeat the right decision. And then they're told that they must state their position, right? The best example was when everybody had to uh, post a black square on their Instagram in order to solve racism after George Floyd. And everybody did it. And in Hollywood, they were like, if you didn't post if you didn't post the black square, you were in trouble. Like people's agents and managers were telling them that they had to post the black square. That was a real thing that happened. And so they all push it out. And then everybody that likes those celebrities says, oh, this celebrity knows how important it is that we solve racism with our Instagram posts. Let's take their lead and say, I agree with Mark Ruffalo about how to solve racism. My favorite was the Ukrainian flag. That one really oh, got yeah. me angry. Same yeah. Same thing, but current and actually people are dying. Well, what happened to us when we started? I, I mean, I, I guess, well, anyway, we, we it's you're right. I mean, the, the problem is, is that we are now, well, the, the problem with the Twitter files is that we've already been told. We know. We, we know the sex trafficking is a, was sanctioned by, things to mm -hmm. be by people at Twitter and Facebook and because it still exists on those platforms until Elon Musk got involved, it was rampant. Now it's gone. Mm -hmm. And and, I, and it's, by the way, it's not gone. It's just in pizza boxes. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got to, to say that though, we would have to trust what Elon Musk is saying. And by and large, I do. I think he's trying to be as honest and open as he can in the position he's in. But as of this moment right now, the job isn't getting done. And, you know, I part of me is fine to just watch as this plays out because we have come across these circumstances so many times in the last few years where we get all upset at the beginning. We want justice immediately. And it just turns out that immediate justice is not available. 
What we need is long-term justice. That's what the ultimate goal is. So whatever pushes us toward that goal is good. Whatever hinders us from reaching that goal is bad. Is what Elon Musk uh, is doing, is that a is that pushing us forward? Is it um, enhancing the, the progress of the awakening? Or is it preventing the progress of the awakening? I'm still trying to be positive and say that this is pushing us forward. It just doesn't seem to be happening in the most effective way, but I guess we'll see. Well, well, let's, let's ask the question about the Twitter file specifically, if we can. Okay. And I like to work the problem. We, we now learned that CISA, the FBI, DHS, DNI, mm -hmm. they all were involved in information wars against the American people. And they used a publicly traded company to circumvent the constitution of the United States. True. Mm -hmm. Yep. Sure. Okay. What's the outcome? And this is what people need to pay attention to. What's the outcome? What happened to the DHS? What happened to the FBI? What happened to... Did anybody wake up and go to work and be like, oh, my key card didn't work? <laughs> no. Joe, you're missing what's really, really important is that Congress is going to investigate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kabuki theater. It's like total... <laughs> it's total bullshit. Let's just call it what it is. Jesus, drive me nuts. Well, perhaps, right? Perhaps. Yeah. So it's possible that these Twitter files are making all of these issues real in the public mind. And once they're real in the public mind, then the public understands that they actually do have to pay attention to these issues. There is something there. Okay. It's not two years ago where they get to pretend that Hunter Biden's laptop isn't real. Now they'll say, oh, well, all that's on there is revenge porn. All that's on there is pictures of Hunter doing drugs. Nobody needs to see that, right? So they'll have they'll find a new reason to ignore it, but now they can't go out saying that it's not real. Right. And censorship thing. They know the censorship exists. They actually supported the censorship regime by and large for these last few years. They're certainly happy that conservatives were silenced on the platform and that they could just have their run of things. But now the censorship is very real. And it's not just, oh, it's a private company making the decisions they want. No, it's a private company working as an agent of the state. That now is undeniable. So they have to, what they're being forced to do to defend their position is continually retreat and uh, retreat and find a new position that they believe can hold. But the truth is none of those positions, none of those fallback positions can hold either because all of them are far weaker positions to hold than the ones they had before. So this could be progress toward um, further exposure and further awakening throughout whatever uh, obvious show the congressional investigations will turn out to be. So awareness, awareness is good, right? And, and, and people waking up is, is, is a good thing. Um, we don't often see action for uh, ever for Congress, right? Uh, ever for the Department of Justice, ever for anybody who has a, a government role. They have a different set of rules that they play by. So when we look now, I, what I struggle with in answering your question, Joe, is what the Twitter files has done for me is solidify how completely illegitimate it all is and and reinforce what i believe about big tech i believe censorship is a distraction and that the the currency of the global elite is data 
And that's the real story that we should all be looking at and stop, you know, not stop. We should still hold people accountable for censorship, but stop making that our, our, our whole focus when it comes to big tech, because that's really the least important part of what they're actually doing in big tech with our data. Um, I, well, I want to see accountability. Yeah, I, I want to see accountability. I haven't ever seen it with government in my entire lifetime. So that's that's where I struggle with, you know, what's what's going to happen. I don't have a lot of hope. Yeah, I mean, I see the data thing obviously as a as a big deal, but that goes so far beyond big tech. Um, and, you know, the government is absolutely just as involved with that. And so that's that's a blatant violation of the Fourth Amendment again, by the government using these companies as agents of the state. Um, the uh, child predation thing is obviously a massive problem, but that is just a crime. You know, we don't have to we don't have to get involved in constitutional issues or whether it's a private company. There's no way out of that. Right. That's a crime that should be pursued vigorously, obviously, right away. You know, the censorship thing, though, I still would say, I think is a bigger problem than the data thing because the censorship thing and I believe why it's the first amendment because everything else depends on open access to information and people being able to communicate you know if if we had an open information flow these last however many years and you can say you can argue that we've never had one and I would be open to that argument but if we did have one and it is certainly possible to have one with the technology we have now. If we had that, the other problems are so much easier to solve. You know, if we had fully open information, no one would have believed that Joe Biden got 81 million votes. No. Oh. And then all these problems become easier to solve at that point. That's what I think. Anyway. So the, th the thing that I keep trying to chase down is all the people that keep writing the new articles about election fraud. And I don't know if you saw this this morning, Chris, or saw this article. But there was an article that came out. It was published today, or maybe it was yesterday. If we can go back to that article really quick. Um, this is the one from uh, the great game India. Have you seen this? A stolen country, the U.S. elections, and what comes next? This is written, no. over, this is written overseas. It was published on January 1st. Um, it's, a, it's a very fairly well-known uh, publication. Zach, if you could put it up for me. It's called The Great Game India. It's a journal on geopolitics uh, and international relations. And as this is written, this is a pretty comprehensive article that goes through the connections between uh, Huawei, Serbia, the election fraud in 2020, and the fact that people all over the world are talking about it. And, and I mean to such degree that not one person believes that these are legitimately... Um, real elections that, that basically the mm -hmm. elections in the United States are not only stolen, but that they are at every level, uh, a theater of, we're going to pick whoever we want. Right? Yeah. Yeah. This, this was written a couple days ago. Good. I hope the world media is covering it, um, in this way. You know, I often say on the podcast and I even occasionally will say to people who think that Joe Biden actually won that election. I asked them, hey, do you really think that Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping 
with their access to data and their intelligence services and their militaries, do you really think that they believe Joe Biden got 81 million real legal American votes? Do you believe that? And because there's no way you could possibly believe that, why in the world do you keep pretending that it's true just because they say it on television and that and you see Joe Biden being president? It's not true. There's no way Joe Biden got 81 million votes. Well, and well, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, we we well, this goes back. (laughs) This I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. This goes back to uh, to 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 headline news. Right. And authoritative sources. And, you know, the 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 journey that we've been on with news media going back now four decades at, at, at minimum of you can trust us because we're going to verifiably tell you the truth. When headline news, CNN headline news did their 30 minute cycles where they give you all of the news you needed to know in 30 minutes because they were giving you, you know, 30 to 90 seconds on each story. They were largely telling you the truth because they were conditioning society as a whole for the past several decades to believe that you can get the truth from a headline. You can trust the authoritative sources. You can, can, right? Now, social media kind of blew that up, but then all this censorship that we've seen with this, the exposure of this censorship machine, it's the same exact thing, right? It's it's the same exact headline, uh, sound bite, you know, 30 second attention span catering to that. We've all allowed that to happen. And and that's the reality that a lot of people still live in is they believe that there are authoritative sources. There aren't. Right. There's there's always bias. Nobody is wholly objective because we're humans. So you've got to understand what what you're being told. And and especially when you're being told that by, you know, media institutions that are all owned by a handful of companies who get paid by pharma companies. Right. Consider and trust the source. Right. Trust. Yeah, I would trust about the source, I should say. I would only say I'm not entirely sure that there was ever a point at which they were telling us really the truth. You know, we can look back on media stories again, for six decades and see the media complicit in the lie. So I'm not sure we've ever had that opportunity to that. We, you know, we were told as we grew up, like, oh, you can trust Walter Cronkite. You know what I mean? All all these newsmen, they have gravitas. Dan Rather, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But no, they don't. No, they don't. They were just always guys on TV telling us what the corporations and the government wanted us to think. And and that that leads you down a path where we're trying to figure out if the people globally have an appetite for communism. And it doesn't seem like there is. Yet there's more and more communism and Marxism being pressed on us in the fear of, you know, we have to save democracy or democratize things. And yet the democratization just shows you how dumb people are because they don't recognize what words mean. And we've seen people change the name and the meaning of words, making it impossible to come to a conclusion. That chaos is the thing that we live in. We live in that that kind of washing machine of chaos that's been created. And then when we come out and talk about it, you know, people can't, I, I truly believe that people are in a place of psychosis that for so long they have trusted. I disappeared there for a minute like that. You just saw that. Yeah. that was <laughs> Chris is like, I'm, you blink twice, Chris. You're like this. You're like, is like, it me? Was that the American flag? It was the American flag upside down. 
Yeah. It's upside down. But but I think that there's a, a certain amount of psychosis, and now people are really waking up to the idea that reality is very scary because the lies that have been told are so deep, and, and they're deep everywhere. You know, labor unions are good. No, they're not. They're terrible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that, that collective bargaining is good. No, it's not. It's terrible. Uh, I mean, I could go down the line and show you how it destroys 99% and gets 1% they put up on a pedestal. And this is the example. So, you know, we've been lied to about everything and it all comes down to control. And now I'm afraid that we're going to have, we have, we have our work cut out to us. I mean, this is not going to be an easy deal. And, and we have to, uh, my, 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 my problem is this. They're going to go after data. Data is the thing that they're going after in Colorado. And by June, you have to uh, create an environment where people can actually opt out of their data, but you don't have to, you can't verify who they are. So anybody can go in and opt, opt you out of data and you have to basically scrub all the data that you have collected on that particular individual. You know who's exempt from that? Government. Twitter, AOL, the government, uh, yeah. uh, not Twitter, excuse me, Google, Facebook social platforms, they become the aggregators and they're the ones that are mm-hmm. pressed, pressed hard on this data so that they can create. And because they know everything about us, they can now imagine this. You're sitting next to Sally. Sally gets mm-hmm. one article about what's happening and you get an article that's written by say Jasper, Jasper AI. And the articles are driven by what they already know about you. And now they can lie to you more specifically on the things that hit those target points, those targets inside of you, there's triggers and identifiers that makes you want to believe it. Mm-hmm. That's happening. Yeah. And it's happening now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to put you fully inside the machine. That's the yeah. goal. You know, I mean, people think that the matrix thing is very, uh, you know, conspiracy theory ish or like mm-hmm. that it's being extreme, but it's really not that extreme, right? They want people living in very small uh, apartments. You know, I think about Blade Runner 2049 a lot, and I'm sure, I hope that you guys have both seen that, but you think about um, his apartment that he comes back to, right? It's just this one small room, studio apartment, tiny little kitchen, tiny little bathroom. It's in the midst of this uh, desolate, um, dystopian Los Angeles where everything is dark and gray and cloudy. The environment has collapsed and this is his life and his entertainment and companionship is a, uh, an AI generated, um, what do you call it? A futuristic, like sex doll, basically. Like it's a fake woman that essentially hangs out with him. He basically cooks himself like ramen noodles and stuff. And that's his life. And so when you have that and then he hook you into the metaverse or you're just constantly playing video games or watching Netflix all day, how far removed are you from that matrix image, right? And what are they getting out yeah. of you? Getting out of you all the information that you produce, right? You're in the metaverse. They're gauging your reaction to that environment all the time. This is AI reading and being uh, filled with new reactions so that the AI can be enhanced at all times. And, you know, Twitter's just a lesser form of that. Yeah, can I, Joe? I know you. I know you want to react to that, but can I just say one thing? So at Davos, the one of the biggest topics is metaverse. That's where you know they announce the next ten years of our lives, is at Davos uh, each year. And um, Zach, I'm gonna shoot you a video that we had. I think for 
yesterday morning show that we didn't get to that is the leaps and bounds that the metaverse made in um, 2022. I think that would be a good thing for us to uh, to look at as we um, digest what what you know what what we're talking about here in terms of the uh, the, the the central the central narrative and our and our global governors and how they're they're programming us because metaverse is you know, I have three kids three teenage boys and they all want those freaking those those headsets I forbid it right I yeah. I'm an asshole mom because I forbid it and I won't let them out. <laughs> so of course they borrow them right there's you know all the, the the friends have them because and all of their friends have them every kid in america most of the kids in america are now hooked up with their faces into these things they're everywhere they're they're in all of the in all of the families right now it's kind of if you remember like we right when we was yeah. first a thing nintendo we and it was like silly graphics and everything but that's you, you look at the look at all of the the television that we've had that is the uh, the predictive programming of what's happening with these virtual realities. There's a thousand shows out there of this. Then bring in robots. We did a whole show on robots last week that, uh, you know, and how the, the robots look at Westworld, right? We're being, we're, we're the science fiction. We're, there's no science fiction story that I won't like partly believe is, is a real story that they're just telling us at this point. And it wasn't always that way. I used to think that there was some science fiction things, now I, uh, I'll believe just about anything. Well, I think of it actually the opposite way. Like, I don't actually think that they're going to be successful in any of this stuff. So I think that what we are actually being told is science fiction. And that other stuff is just commercials for uh, to push our belief in this science fiction. Like, I don't believe that they have the ability uh, to create a metaverse and that people are going to actually want to do it. There might be people moving into that right now, but they are going to fail. These people are incompetent in everything. And ultimately, humans it, don't want them. It's so not a right now thing, though. Second, Second Life was around 20 years ago, and the companies mm -hmm. that are at the World Economic Forum had offices and 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 go to market strategies around Second Life 20 years ago. They've been waiting for this for a long time. I think they're going to get further than we expect. I don't think they'll eventually, you know, get us to that environment where we are, you know, plugged into the matrix or living in a West world type environment. Um, but I think they're going to get further than we hmm. expect because there's way too many people that are just still like, Oh no, that that's, that's just, that's just science fiction. They're not going to, they're not going to try and get AI that can, you know, tell us what our moral choices should be and then enforce those moral choices. It's like spoiler. They, they're, they're already working on it. I think that uh, one of the interesting things about the metaverse, even conceptually is that, you know, the only way you're going to be able to um, have a better life in the metaverse than you have in the real world is by obeying the rules of the game even harder than you do out here. You know, yeah. people are going to be doing things constantly for social credit because that's going to allow them to have a nicer house and a nicer car, whatever. Right. So I'm well, not we, sure that the incentive structure is going to actually work for people. Uh, I don't know. I think they, the whole idea is very, very stupid. They, they were paying people five hundred a thousand dollars as influencers to 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 basically masquerade this nonsense. 
I mean, the White mm-hmm. House literally put together a budget, I think it was like $30 million they passed around the United States when it had to do with the vaccines coming into 2021, right? The, 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 into the middle of 2021. Guys, I, I got a text message from a friend of mine that just said to me, um, and this is, I, I need to, I, I'm trying to verify it, uh, that DeMar's not doing good. It looks like they might put him on a transplant list. Please say prayers. Oh. So that's from a friend of mine. So I'm trying to look it up and see what anybody's saying. I'm not seeing anything out there about it, but I'm all I'm seeing articles now that are coming out as I started looking for it that they're trying CSNBC remarkably rare conditioned. This one doctor says, right? So they're they're already starting with the narrative that this is a rare condition caused by you know uh, aortic pressure that made the heart skip a beat, right? The vaccinated 24-year-old athlete that had cardiac arrest after a routine-looking tackle had a very rare uh, condition. That's that's the narrative. And this doctor said, I'm sorry to come back to this, but I, I kind of freaked out that my friend sent me that text message. Um, it says that he got hit in the right spot the exact right spot, the exact right moment during his heartbeat, which causes heart to have the arrhythmia uh, not beat effectively to push blood to the brain. Yeah. It's like getting uh, struck by lightning multiple times. Yeah. At the, in the same week. Well, that's, right. that, yeah. that's, and, that's and what I want to say, Joe. The, the football, he, he tackled the person, brought him down, stood up, mm-hmm. and then he collapsed. Doesn't make sense at all. Well, I mean, if he had a tear, if he had an aortic tear, that would make sense, right? It's but three the heart, seconds. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't, I'm not a doctor. I just thought it was weird that we get this call that maybe he might have to, you know, be a, a donor, be an organ donor. Yeah. Um, so we'll say a little prayer for him. Sad. Yeah, definitely. I just hate when people like put football injuries into like these different categories. It's probably most, uh, yeah. What was a cat? Is that a cat? Whose cat is that? Not, not is a cat in, in the studio? I just hear it. I, I hear what you're hearing, Joe. I thought it could have been a child crying, though. Was it? Who, I was that you? Talking. Ash, your cat meowed. Ash, is that your cat? It's not my. No, it's not my cat. My cat. My right. door's locked. Nobody's in here. No cats. No dogs. No. No teenagers. All right. It was Zach was meowing. I apologize. Uh, look, I, I, I didn't mean to derail the conversation because I think this is actually a powerful conversation when we start talking about, you know, what is real and what isn't real. We've got to be truthful. And that's and Chris, that's why I said we got to speak truth and not just know truth. We got to speak it. And even if you have the consequences, you could have taken down those posts and you'd have been fine. You're like, nope, I need a break. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're not important posts to me. Like if yeah. if they let this uh, go out for a few more days, then I'll probably just take them down and go back on. And continue trying to, um, you know, make those people feel really terrible about everything they've done. <laughs> but, to be uh, clear, to be clear, though, you got banned essentially for mocking legacy verified. Am, am I reading that well, right? People that are. That's always how I initially get myself into um, situations. And then they encourage their followings to pile on. So I then will uh, 
go after all of them too. So I, I have fun looking at your Twitter files or your Twitter, your Twitter file, your Twitter account, because you say stuff and then someone will say something to you. Like, uh, does your mom know you're using your credit card to give Elon Musk $8 every month, small fry? And, and then you oh, write- Oh, is this Sarah Dublin from the yeah. other night? And then you're yeah. like, the, the communist is running out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one of the, one of the techniques for um, people who have stayed on Twitter, like the very, very Twitter people, they love to do quote tweet and think that they have absolutely slammed you and that they'll get all this other help in like, oh, we're going to make fun of this dumb guy too. Like, all right, bring it, commies. I'm down. I'm not I'm not backing down from any of you. I'll say the same things to you too. You're not going to hurt my feelings, communist. You are a child. You can try to uh, pursue this conversation in your childish way. But at the end of the day, I will not be defeated in conversation by <laughs> someone with a child's brain <laughs> rattling around in their adult-sized skull. Well, the greatest part about it is the people that actually respond. I mean, most of them are bot accounts. Yeah, they might be, man. I mean, the thing that I the thing that got me in trouble the other night, someone said that they were sitting around um still still dealing with various pains from long covid and they're fully up to date on their booster and so all i said this is what got me banned i'll read these three tweets and then i gotta jump in a few guys yeah we gotta um, go i said i said you're sitting there in pain because you keep injecting yourself with a toxic substance that's destroying your immune system dumbass and that's true and i said i'm not making anyone do anything my vaccination status doesn't affect anyone else in any way because of course they will say that they got vaccinated for the good of everybody. They still really believe that. I said, I know you were told that and you believed it like everything else, but it isn't true. And then the last one was, no one is dying in the streets. And he's talking about the unvaccinated. They really believe that the unvaccinated are dying from COVID at rates higher than the vaccinated are. Not true, right? I said, Correct. no one is dying in the streets. Vaccinated are dying at higher rates across the board, including from COVID. I'm sorry this happened to you. That's what I got banned for, those three tweets. There's nothing offensive in those. No. And you got banned by who? See, this is where I get where I where I, I wonder who, it had who to be, is it had to be a targeted reporting operation, I swat, would think. Swatter. Yeah, they called it they called it yeah. abuse or harassment. And I wrote back to Twitter, there's nothing in these posts that is abusive or harassing. So well, and anyway. this, where, this is where this is where this it gets is the same thing that happened to Joe. It was ban evasion. They swarmed on him. Ban evasion. Ban evasion. Ban evasion. Ban evasion. And yep. poof, account gone. Yeah. Well, I don't know how. Sorry, I don't know how it got gone. I have eighty followers now, so I'm I'm a big I'm a, I big boy. I big boy. <laughs> Everybody's like Joe. I'll just promote you. Seth's like I'll I'll put you out there, and I'm like no, please don't, because if you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's non-organic, yeah. and then I'll get in trouble, right? So then they'll yeah. take me down. Then I'm gone, and then I got to sit behind another suspended wall. So I just sent I sent a tweet, tweet, and then we'll let you go, Chris. But I want everybody to know how to follow you. I sent a tweet to because I'm like, all right, I'm going to get blocked anyway, so I'm going to send this tweet out. I said, uh, well, I'm still alive on Twitter. You have this, Zach, at Elon Musk. Can you please? Can I please have my account back? Listen, when I saw, I saw what they did to your son. What they did to my family was a thousand times worse. I did nothing wrong except speak truth. They went after my family, not me. Should matter at Joe Oldman. 
as in give me my freaking account back, pal, please. Just speaking yeah. truth. And I believe yep. it's just a matter of time, by the way, until he starts digging into the election fraud. Just a matter of time. Gotta hope so. All right. How can people find you? Um, linktree.com slash I'm your moderator has all the links at I'm your moderator on all the platforms, t.me slash I'm your moderator on Telegram. And uh, at 9 Eastern tonight, I will be on the Badlands Media Network on Rumble interviewing a man well, sure. named Tommy Vexed, who is a, uh, a MAGA rock star. So Tommy Vex tonight, about an hour and a half till that starts. So I got to run and do prep for that and probably eat something in the middle. But uh, great hey, talking to you guys. Always. Ping me, will you? Ping me the uh, show thing, and I'll put it out there on all the things as well. Yeah, hey, cool. We'll do. All right, so I'm going to pray for you before you go. Sorry, you got you to live through my prayers. I'm into <laughs> it. All right. Father God, thank you. Thank you for Chris. Thank you for his voice. Thank you for his courage. Thank you for his wisdom, and thank you for giving him the path forward where he woke up and now he is the truth teller. He is the one that is the ambassador for truth for others. Father, I ask you to please bless his heart and his mind, bless his health, bless his finances. I ask you to give him the strength to be able to stand even when they take shots at him. Father, I would ask others to rally around Chris. I would ask you to give him the tools to be able to defeat those that he come up, comes up against, but also the wisdom so that he can convince those that are at the place where they could wake up to join us in truth. Father, please be with uh, DeMar's family today as well. I would ask you to heal him. I don't know what state he's in. Nobody's really talking about it. I pray that the text message I got was not correct, but I would ask you to uh, supernaturally heal him. I would also ask you, Father, to help us to hold those people accountable for all the bad things that they've done to Americans and to people around the world and that we could break these chains that they have put on us. I ask for all these things, Father, humbly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Thanks, brother, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Great see to you see you. on the flip side. I'm going to come uh, stalk you on comments tonight. Sounds good. All right. See you, Chris. Bye, Ash. Always good to have him on. I, I like to go, I'll sit up at night and flip through some of his tweets, and he just goes crazy on people. Which is kind of yeah, nice. yeah. I, I I I've said it before. He's he's uh, taken it upon himself to try and make Twitter fun again, and he's a great follow. So if yeah. folks haven't, um, and and I feel very strongly, like I said before, that Twitter is a mission field. Uh, that is a place where we can go and we can speak for now, right? I'm not saying I think it's always going to be um, free speech friendly, and I don't think it's free speech absolute. Obviously, you're struggling to uh to to be able to get your regular normal account back um but we can go have conversations i think people should go and if you're not on twitter set up a twitter account engage in civil discourse right um some people just need to be mocked totally totally okay i uh i don't want to live in a world without mockery that sounds horrible but we should be trying to change hearts and minds. We should be speaking the truth. And at least right now at this moment where there, you know, it, it appears that the topics aren't wholly censored, the topics that we've um, not been allowed to speak about, that they're not being completely censored now, uh, we should take advantage of that and we should be speaking the truth. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to play a, a tweet for you real quick. 
Marjorie Taylor Greene says 203 Republicans are ready to vote to fire the 87,000 IRS agents Biden and Dems hired to target everyday Americans tonight. 19 are holding the country hostage and preventing us from doing our jobs for the people. It's time to elect Kevin McCarthy as speaker and get to work. <laughs> let let no. me read some of the responses. No. Charlotte says no. <laughs> Learning the power <laughs> of the word no. 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 Monique says no, ma'am. Love you, but it's not. Wor- it's worth the fight. I don't know what McCarthy has said to you, but remember, he was one that supported you being kicked off your committee assignments. It's true. Okay, so then you had uh, some goofball that says, oh, speak truth. We don't want McCarthy. McCarthy has lost twice. Just give it up and vote for Jordan. (laughs) And that's three times. What on earth did McCarthy threaten you with at Rep MTG? What did McCarthy promise you to sell out your country? Why? What has McCarthy done to gain such extreme devotion from all of you other politicians? Obviously, it must be a huge secret because us peasants don't understand. Follow the money. Oh, no. Let your boo go. Oh, but you're too invested, though. (laughs) At least $175,000 worth, right? Stop pushing McCarthy. Like everyone else, you say it's not happening, kook. (laughs) The majority of men, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't actually know who this person is. Where am I uh, supposed to be looking? I'm he's sorry. a comedian with 700,000 people. Okay. The majority of MAGA don't want McCarthy, and I would agree with them. What about the will of the people? What? What did you say? Uh, which cut am I looking at? No, this isn't a cut. This is just, here, I'll send it to you so you can follow along, because I know you're like, what? I was freaking out. Yeah. I had some. Um, I, the reason why I'm doing this is because there's so many. I don't see anyone saying, here, Nina says, no more rhinos. Choose better leadership. <laughs> I nominate Francis Underwood for Speaker of the House. <laughs> no, the children, definitely, most definitely the not. Um, just Jones says you have it backwards. We already we we aren't allowed to try and replace McCarthy with someone who will work for the best of Americans like me. And he is the only one holding me and my decades of loyal R votes hostage by not stepping down after losing twice already. Joshua Soberman, correction, 202 Republicans. <laughs> they lost one. Um, sorry, Majory, but no, he's too swampy. After all, you ended up being another rhino. What are you afraid of? Uh, Thinks we're stronger proponents of change can come weak and even consumed by the swamp. You've become the thing you've been fighting against from day one. Those 19 so holdouts represent here, me. Yeah. Let, understand that, that uh, so C-SPAN was reporting earlier today that if this continues and they continue to have this, this gridlock where you've got, you know, relatively the same number of people, that the establishment, that they say the rank and file of each parties need to come together to form a coalition government. And it wouldn't surprise me in the least if the establishment decided that they were just going to, you know, completely toss the will of the people aside. The the decision of this is all because it's McCarthy's turn. And this is what I hate the most about that, party that politics. Is ex- no, is that's, that that's Republican party t- politics. Tur- it's both. It's no, both. no, that's not true. It's, the Democrats no, want is. people they can it's control. How, no. No. It's how Nancy Pelosi continued to be the speaker because it was still her turn. They broke when they didn't let uh, when when they, when Obama 
ran over Hillary, right? They broke, they broke in 2012, but it is this, it's their turn. They've, they've been a good boy. They've fallen in line with what the party wants. This is not what the American representative Republic is intended to be. This is uh, unelected, <sighs> bureaucratic, but operating outside even of the government constraints, party bullshit. And there, there, there's a significant part of the Republican Party that will, uh, you know, blow the whole thing up just because it's McCarthy's turn and he better get his way. Well, and here's that here's what, yeah. is disgusting to me. Here, here's what I'm going to tell you: it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they're going to come around and they're going to have seven or eight or nine or ten. Democrats side with the Republicans. McCarthy is going to become the speaker and they'll be able to move on to create as much pork and rinds and everything else that they're doing in order to adversely affect the American people. Mark my words, this is all kabuki theater. Even though we look at what happened in a Marjorie Taylor Greene and she is getting crushed. And by the way, Marjorie, I got to tell you something. Why would you, why would you hold and say something like fire the 87,000 IRS agents Biden, the Dems hired to target everyday Americans tonight? That's not what happens. That's a lie. That's a, and you're learning the lie. Now, MTG, I, I got to tell you, I, I was one, I was one hundred percent like I think that she's a good person, but it just seems to happen. Just every single time we get to that place where we think that we have somebody that stepped into the swamp to do it for the right things, they don't. They don't. I mean, Jim Jim Jordan will be the difference. You know, Andy Biggs will be different. And these are people that have, that have shown that they will stand up. Marjorie Taylor Greene, look at what she made from 2020 to 2022. That's all I'm going to say. Real easy Yeah, to say. so they are expected to continue support behind Jim Jordan. So remember, in the first round, there were multiple candidates. Second round, they shored up behind Jim Jordan. Third round, they increased the dissent by one. Uh, the the news reporting on this is that they are expected to stay united behind Jordan, not split across multiple candidates. And they're working on growing that dissenting coalition. I hope they do. Uh, I don't believe that Kevin McCarthy, who spent such a significant amount of time and money to defeat the America First candidates that the people wanted right. and to flood uh, races with RNC establishment picks as opposed to the actual will of the people. That's Kevin McCarthy. He shouldn't get rewarded. He shouldn't be speaker. He's the reason the red wave didn't happen on the House side of things. I want Ken Con for think, speaker. I think he needs to step aside. <laughs> Brian Lupo for speaker. Ken Con for speaker. Woo! I like it. I like it. Jo Joe or Jim Hall for speaker. You pick either one. They'll, they'll, they'll still be writing articles for the Gateway Pundit while they're, in, while they're in the Speaker House. So we know that you can have a speaker that's not a member of the House yeah. of Representatives, right? Yeah. Um, there are folks seriously floating Lee Zeldin as a choice. Of course, he is no longer in the House, ran for uh, governor and didn't win. There are people talking about Lee Zeldin being the speaker, which that, that could be interesting. Have you heard at all today from Ivan? No, I, oh, I, I did his, call. I did call him. Confidence is I did call him. I mean, and I told yesterday. him, I was like, it's too close. 203. I'm telling you right now, they're going to do whatever they can. They're going to do whatever they can. It's crazy. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, but they are making history. Hundred years since this has happened. So I'd like a know, different type was, of history that we get cool. rid of Biden. We call we try them all for treason. They get hung because they were found guilty of treason. People in the United States are given reparations against all the people that have taken money from overseas. We stop funding the people overseas. We go to free and fair and transparent elections that are on paper, in person. You have to be a citizen in order to vote. We kick out all the people that came here illegally. We go after drug traffickers and give them a quick trial and put them to their death for killing young people and people all over this country. We clean up the homeless deal by making them pay for the consequences of being drug drug addicts and doing the things they're doing. We reduce taxes. We eliminate taxes on people's homes when the houses are paid off and give them a reprieve so that they can own something. I mean, just, you know, it's just a little bit of something. I don't know. Maybe. But that's an elephant and you can, you got to eat an elephant one bite at a time. Oh, so that, yes, that we is have to do all a of revolution. that. That's a revolution. What I just talked about is a revolution and there's an action, a single action that causes all of that to happen, but we will wait and we will let the frog boil just a little longer. Thanks for getting on, Ash. Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, the speaker vote is set to reconvene tomorrow at the same time that our morning show goes right. live. So we'll have, I believe we have CamCon tomorrow morning, right? Yes, we do. It's we do. Awesome. And so uh, I, will, I will continue to monitor the speaker vote and give you updates if anything yeah. actually happens to change things and i think there's you know we talked about a little bit about one of the twitter files drops today there is another uh one that is expected i don't know if it's out yet i haven't had a chance to look at it but we'll at some point this week be talking about what is exposed if there's anything i do agree with what chris said about mike benz he's at mike benz cyber on twitter and he, he has i think the more interesting revelations that have come out than what's come out from the main, you know, mainstream Twitter files. Uh, his his takes and additional information is coming out. The last thing that I'll say is that the Twitter files today that um, came out from Taibi, I read through like the first six or seven posts of them. And the thing that just kept screaming in my head is the Epic Times did that big, you'll, you'll probably remember this, Joe, that big Spygate infographic, right? That that went through all of Russia collusion, how they set up the hoax, what the intelligence community's interplay. We need to take this latest drop from Taibi and, and overlay that over the Spygate because I think that's going to fill in a lot of gaps. As I was reading through that first Twitter drop, I did notice that there's a lot of the same players. Uh, and and the, time, the timing is aligned, and I think we're going to get some more information about that. So we'll, we'll dive into that later in the week as well. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Ash, for getting on. God bless you all. We'll see you tomorrow, 10 a.m. Till then. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, 
and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.